If we Hello, Hockey World. Pressure. It's Wednesday, April 27th, 2016. I'm Michael Agello. I'm Jillian Fisher. I'm Russ Cohen from Sportsology. <laughs> and I'm Eklund. And you're watching the Hockey Buzzcast on HockeyBuzz.com. This is a podcast that comes to you every Monday through Friday around this time. And I was just changing the camera view with a mouse that's connected to a computer that isn't on. Uh, so I apologize that you just saw me through all the, all the introductions there. Um, but yes, I'm back and really ready to go. And we were just talking about how tired we are, and um, you know, despite not having hockey. But I'm glad the NHL has decided to do this weird time travel thing tonight, where we start off in this first in this first round, in the second round, and go back to the first round. Um, I, think this, I think this is the first time since I think they said 1983 that yeah. they, it was an overlap. Were you even alive in 1983, Joe? No. Ugh. <laughs> um, 89, yeah. 89. Oh my God. Right. Everyone's shaking their hands at me. Now it's done. I'm just going to put this mask <laughs> on and shoot myself in the backyard. Yeah, I'm going to just walk off. If you ever find, like, if you ever, if I ever do kill myself, it'll be in this mask in my backyard, so you know. <laughs> and it'll be because Jillian was born when I was in friggin' college. That's, yeah. that's why. I'm putting the I wish I was in college then. I'm putting right. the down pan on my mausoleum right now. Jeez. That's all right. That's why. That's why. That's why we're here. Okay, we're here to talk. Not the mausoleum part, but we're here to talk about. <laughs> we're here to talk about hockey, and let's start by talking about the games tonight because that's where we should start. And then we got some other fun things to talk about too. Um, and then we might have a guest visitor later. I don't know. I'm not sure he's up for it. But um, no, he's let's here. See. I'm pretty sure he's there. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he might be. Pretty here. sure he like confirmed. It was definitely confirmed. He did confirm, and we paid him his his um. Per diem, but we'll see what happens. All right. Um, okay. So anyway, tonight, before we get into the second round, let's 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 finish off the first round and talk about what's going to happen tonight. Mike, you really—it was funny. I the other night you sent me a text right after the right after the um, after I was proven right again. And by the way, I think you owe me a shirt. Um, but oh wait, no, somebody does owe you a shirt. They do owe me a shirt. Um, no, 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 no. See, we don't owe you a shirt. You just get to pick out your own shirt. That was right. the time of the day. Right, I get to pick oh. out my own shirt that I have to buy myself. Wait, I'd also <laughs> like to add that. Wow. What a we live in. That was the way you set it up. That's we live in. Okay. So I have the right now to buy my own shirt that and I have to buy. And you have to compliment him. That was the deal. I remember that. Yes. Russ, you have to compliment him. You have to compliment it, and you have to like it, and you have never pick on my clothing again, ever. That, that was, was not the deal. That, that was not the deal. No, no, no. no. You're gonna right, buy it anyway, anymore. right after, right after St. Louis gloriously wins, and by the way, I, since I wasn't here on here yesterday, can we talk about that winning goal for a second? Because, I mean, sure. I know you guys probably talked about this, but Brower, what a crazy game-winning goal. I mean, this guy is the guy who scored the other game-winning goal that we all remember so well, right? But this, In Massachusetts. But this, this one was... Um, this is so funny because he hits the post and then it's like the most awkward thing in the world after he hits the post. He's he's try, his skate like you can tell so much he wants to kick the puck in because his skate goes towards the puck. He's like, no, I can't do that. And then he's and then uh, Bolin, sorry, that was Bolin this is Brower. I apologize. I guess I haven't had any sleep. Um, <laughs> all right, so Brower. That's the coverall excuse here. <laughs> And then Brower manages to score still, but it was incredible because like the post is one thing. It's like whoa, and then then almost like really. Like just just stopping almost had him kick the puck in, so he had to like do an awkward stop where he dug in deeper into his blade. That was amazing. I mean, that was just a hell of a goal. I mean, it really when you think about it. And it totally justifies him getting ice time over Tarasenko. <laughs> it does, and, and it means it means once again that Hitchcock is right, and we're all idiots. But oh yeah, yep. okay. 
He might and it be justifies the Oshie trade, right? Because that is that was Brower, correct? He might yeah. be the only coach to get to the conference finals and get fired. I mean, if he does, if they don't make that trade, uh, Braden Shen's not suspended for no reason. So that to me, is, um, I don't know if it's no reason. I don't know if it's no reason. Wow. He didn't get suspended for cross-checking somebody in the knee. So I mean, even if that wasn't a three-game suspension, he still got off easy in the long run. <laughs> yeah, it's a shame he's not French because obviously, if you're French, no, I'm, I'm gonna get everybody mad today. But, but Latang, you know, he he's fine. Um, all I right. That wasn't as deliberate, though. That I mean, I still think it was kind of deliberate, but I don't think it was as bad. No, and uh, listen, I am a Braden Chen fan, but he does he does always leave his feet when he hits people. <laughs> I mean, he's not known for being like a very clean. Player. I don't think he's a dirty player. I just think that is the way he checks people. I think literally, I, I don't, you know, he just he does leap into players um, for whatever reason. And he's not the biggest guy. He's big, but he's not super big. You know, like he's not. Apparently, when he was a kid, he thought he was Superman, so he had to jump off the bed all Anyway, we really, <laughs> really digressed off the rails there. But I'm just saying, so what I'm getting back to the other thing before that, and yes. before the Yoshi thing, and before Bolin and Brower and all that stuff, I forget what I was saying. The text. You were talking about the gold, St. Louis. Oh, the text that Mike sends me. So I want to all happens. Mike sends me a text, and I will quote you. He says, he says the year, it's the year of the chokers. All right, so my response to that, Wait, okay, what? My reaction to that is exactly what. Um, first of all, because in context, I'm thinking you are now making fun of. No, you're just, no, you're saying that the Kings and the Hawks have choked. That's that's the first thing that comes to my head. No, 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 no. That's the first thing I thought. Oh, I get what you're saying now. I get it now. All the time. He was saying it's a year that you know the teams that usually choke don't yeah. choke is what you were saying. Because yeah. I was like, man, I'm right. Now you're just saying they choked. You know that's like the real. No, there, there's no denying that the San Jose Sharks, the Washington Capitals, except for last year, and the St. Louis Blues have been chokers. And the Islanders, yeah. the Islanders in there too. And the, and the Islanders for 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 a, a couple decades. For a couple decades. But so, you know, yeah. what I'm saying, what I'm saying is right now they have all overcome. They all, you know, they they beat they. L.A. was favored. They beat L. Uh, uh, San Jose beat L.A. St. Louis beat Chicago. Washington should have won against Philadelphia, but that was a team that you know if there was that gag. No, it was close. There. I mean, it really was. I mean, they they could have very easily been in that. You're right, Mike. We could have been talking about a game seven tonight with the right. Capitals and Flyers. You know, um, with one bounce. So. And and the and the Islanders got outplayed by the Florida Panthers in that series and still won. So I think it's yeah. I, I think it's you know the year of those teams finally getting getting past that mental block. So I've changed this to my more positive spin, Mike. As you you know you went the year of chokers. I'm saying it's the year of the dragon slayers. Like that's what it is. <laughs> you know, to me this is let's go let's let's go a little Game of Thrones on 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 everyone's ass here. This is the year. We're talking about sports. No, but yeah. this is the year of the drive. I mean, we've been we slayed Chicago, we slayed LA, you know, Washington slayed their ghosts, the Islanders slayed their ghosts, and now tonight we have the fifth in this in our series of dragon of possible dragons to slay the Anaheim Ducks at home in Game Seven. Well, just just before that, we have to talk about the troll job that the St. Louis organist did. Uh, after game after game seven, as the hand as handshake alley was going on, the or the organist played Chelsea Dagger. Yeah. Oh, he did. And that was I thought that was that was that was pretty good. That and the that in the picture, I think it was Steve Ott's son, yeah. right? son or daughter. I don't know if it's son or daughter. They didn't specify. But it was a it was a picture of a baby. It was obviously Steve Ott's child, and the picture was of Steve Ott's kid going. 
about that. We'll get into that. That's but this really is the most. See, I, I'm not on board with that because the handshake part is the most dignified thing in sports, yeah. and it actually shows good sportsmanship. And the two things you just explained to me are not good sportsmanship. No, I do agree. With that. I, I, do, I do respect the good old fashioned, you know sharp-witted organist, though, because that's something that we used to have in hockey a lot more often. Like, I remember yeah, when... No, I, don't I, don't think game game in I don't think that was its time or place. No, I don't. It wasn't. But in the old spectrum, when a guy kicked got kicked out in a game, the right. organist would play Baby Come Back, you know? Like, yeah, on the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that like, stuff's all great, but this is when yeah. series is over, and, and just let it be the way it is. Why do you have to add that extra little aha? Uh -huh. It's like... Why don't you act like you've been there? How about that? Maybe, you, had, maybe you would have had. Oh, that's the problem. Oh, burn. That's the problem. It's like, oh, gee, when was the last time that the Blues won around? Yeah, I think that I think that there's just a lot of pent up craziness. I mean, it was so funny to watch the Blues and the Sharks, for that matter, pretend like, oh yeah, this is just one series. Now we got to win the rest because this is obviously not just one series for either of these teams. This is this was like this is as good as winning the Stanley Cup almost. It's like it's really just just below that. It's not. I mean, if, but you know, beating that, the, but you can't you you can't take all that emotion like that, and yeah. you can't have that letdown in that next round because that oh, yeah, yeah. No, but is I it think even that, worth it? Then? I just think that you know it's 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 obvious, and you know now and tonight, like I said, we have another one of these situations. We have Boudreaux now, who is one in five, and they said this a hundred times on XM today. If you're listening um, at all, they said Boudreaux is one in five in game sevens, and Laviolette is five in one in game sevens. Don't right. mean. It's still meaningless. No, I think it's totally meaningless too. It, it it is like that, you know. It is it is you know as meaningless as the plus game minus stuff. Year to year, game to game, team to team. You know, these are two different teams. Yeah. Um. See, I don't think it's true. With I'm, I'm going to say Laviolette's is totally meaningless because well, it has nothing to do. I mean, yeah, but we're three years out. in a row that Boudreaux has lost with the Ducks in overtime in a game seven. That does and matter. Home too. Every time at home. At home. One, one, one of those one of those victories that of Laviolette's was when the, the Sabres' top defenseman or second pairing defenseman was Jeff Jolson because everybody was injured. Oh so, yeah, no, I'm not like I say, but I think I think the Boudreaux. That's why I say this is the fifth possible dragon to slay in the first round, and we I don't know if we ever had a year like that where you know normally. Yeah, it's just the year of the upset. We we did say that it was crazy this year to try and pick it, and maybe that's why your picks look so good. Hey, wait, wait. I had well, no, I don't think it's good, I Jill. picked the Hawks and I picked the Sharks That's and I right. did it and I I was confident until the Blues lost game five and I was picking <laughs> <so> <laughs> You broke back. You, you, you can make fun of me all you want. This is the year of the contrarians, of, of course. Right, no, no, it's not. No, I'm not. No, these are not upsets, okay? I mean, the I don't think the Blues and the Hawks every, is really an upset. Every team right, the Blues is how advantage. I mean, every team is perfectly matched. There's no upsets. You're right. The I mean, Capitals were better than the Flyers. Right, but the Flyers team gets eliminated in the first round. That's not an upset. You're right. Yeah. Right. I'm not saying it's not an upset. I'm just saying that the Blues were pretty well matched against the Hawks. No, they, they were. were. Yeah, I, like. If the Flyers had beat the Capitals, that's absolutely an upset. And the Hawks being eliminated in the first round, yeah, that's not what people. Many people were picking them to win the Cup again this year. So, but the, that does that does no that does not discredit that the Blues are a talented team. No, we don't think they were a talented team. And, and yes, they're Stanley Cup champions, guys. But this is not. I mean, bring back Brendan Saad, Patrick Sharp, and Johnny O'Doyle, and, and it's a different. It doesn't matter. You're still the champion. Like you can't. Right. As a yeah, champion going to the next year where you follow up your cup, 
you cannot be the underdog. It's just impossible. Okay, well, instead know. of Brandon Saad being on the left wing with Kane and Taves in Game 7, it was Richard Ponick. Right. <laughs> right. That's a big deal, but still. It is a big deal. And, and that's and, not, and that's, and that's and, not taking and, away anything from Richard Ponick because he actually played well in the last three, it, couple games. Anisimov was not good in the playoffs. I mean, no, but I, he was great all regular season. I mean, he was great regular season, but you know, he, he's been. This is this is not normal. So I, I don't know. Let's, the, and tonight's not an upset if the Ducks win, obviously. But I don't think it's an upset if either team wins. I think this is the most evenly matched series that there was, actually. Wait. So do you would do you think that it was an upset for the Sharks to beat the Kings? Because I, I do. Think, I think that was an upset. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean the the two the two three matchups in the West were ridiculous because they were two really good teams, King Sharks, Blues Blackhawks. In the East, mm-hmm. Tampa Bay Detroit. That was I, I know you know people thought Detroit was going to be more competitive. I didn't particularly. And then right in Rangers Pittsburgh, people thought the Rangers were going to be more competitive and it didn't end up happening. Those matchups ended up being completely one-sided. But in the West, I mean, I've heard people say after the first round that it's a shame that L.A. and Chicago and some of these other teams got eliminated and we should go back to a 1-8, one through 8 No, 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 no. no. See, I, I Everyone stop complaining, that. please. Yeah, it's not a shame. If you were good enough, you'd have won. I don't mind this format. Actually, this format brought back Flyers-Rangers, which you know I had missed for a lot of years. This format's brought back a lot of good matchups. Yeah. Also, I, what I like about it, too, is it gives you – I feel like it does set it up for some possible better matchups in the first round. And when there's lots of hockey on, the better those those matchups are in the first round, the better it is. It's just the better yeah. the, the better that first round is. That's like the best round of playoff hockey it is. It, not that the other ones aren't, but that first round, I mean, when you get good, good matchups, oh, so much fun. Well, the, re- the retrospective analysis is that you know a Washington-Pittsburgh matchup should be the conference final, and instead, instead we're going to have you know Washington or Pittsburgh versus Tampa, New Jersey, Tampa in the Islanders, and that that's not as how do they know? How do you know that's not going to be a good series? I'm just, I'm just I'm just making that argument. I'm not saying I agree with it. I Even from it, a marquee standpoint, if Tampa is in there against either one of those teams, how is that even unexpected? I mean, that's that would happen almost any... Tampa was a great team all season long. People should not be disappointed that they make it to the conference finals. Right. Yeah. It's then, unfortunate you know. they've had unfortunate injuries, but that can happen anywhere. So think about if Tampa doesn't have injuries, you're going to pick them to go to the conference final. Yeah. No, I totally agree with you. I totally agree. Um, I think that the system works as is, and if you keep changing it, it's even worse. Stop wanting changes. Accept the way it is. Learn to love it because it's probably not going to change. I made a drawing to Mike. Make another one. He earned it. (laughs) All right, so I'm going to tell you how we should change it then. We should change it. Oh, act do not. not No, but no, the one thing I actually, you know, I was talking to somebody the other day, and and this is funny he brings up, and I wasn't going to talk. This is like a summer summer topic, but we will bring it up at some point. Someone brought up the idea to me that if you win your division, you should get to pick who you play in the first round. No, that's ridiculous. I thought that was pretty Wait, interesting. Can you, can you, pl- I want to hear it out. I, before I say it is ridiculous and why, I want to hear my counter arguments. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, second and third. I mean, so, like, you know, and w- I think we'll hold, hold off on this because I think this is a really good topic we'll talk about over a day. But this, there's something to this. I do believe. Well, because I, I, I know what you're saying, Eck, and it's a logistical nightmare for. for, for well, not really. I mean, yeah. because it's not like. It's not well, like we didn't know. Picked, we didn't, I mean, we were, owner listen, picked his opponent. He did. They did kind of pick them, and logistically... Yeah. And how'd that work out? 
Yeah. yeah, no, I mean, and and I think actually that it would really be interesting because I do think that if it, if the first place team picked a pick picked the team they were going to play, I mean that's a huge it's a huge um, material blackboard awesome. stuff for the team that's getting picked. You know, like oh yeah, you picked us, fine, we'll show you what it's like to pick us. You know, I think that would. I, be I get that, but also the game seven. Blues Hawks game was the highest watched first round series in the network's history, NHL and NBC's history. Of so it's not that long of a history, really. But right. you don't get that matchup if you're picking because the Blues are not going to pick the Hawks as their first round. No, I mean those were the so, third and fourth best teams in the league. Yeah. It's, it sucks that yes, it does suck that a good team like two Stanley Cup contending teams, one of them gets eliminated in the first round. But guess what? The better one came out of it. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I would, I would rather see or talk about like an NHL highlights film done in Play-Doh, and and let somebody do stop motion. I would rather watch or talk about that. That's just me. We can talk about that. Save that for the summer. <laughs> By the way, what do you think of this? Is this really is this really real? This is real. I talked to somebody. Yes, it is. I don't like it. It looks like a soccer emblem. I also don't know why they did it. I'm confused. Yeah, I, I mean, I think the, uh, I mean, yeah, I actually think that the Panthers, I agree with you, Joe, I think the Panthers got it right the first time. Well, yeah. I saw so, I saw somebody put uh, the, that side-by-side side with the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, emblem, and it looks very similar, except they're, like, facing each other. And yeah, the Jaguar, yeah. But, but and to me, the Jaguar has the teeth. It doesn't look like a hockey logo. Yeah. That's the problem. No. Looks like a yeah, soccer. You know, that's it, looks the, like soccer it does. It looks like soccer. And I'm this not is the like thing. They need to have a retro right jersey. <laughs> like, like they need to be able. They need a new jersey that they can bring back another jersey, which is their jersey that they have now. So they need a retro jersey. They don't need one if you don't have a good one. You don't have one. Yeah, and they that's tell, totally tell fine. Me, Your current logo is pretty this. awesome. Yeah, like that's a cool logo. Like. Right. I did. I've liked that. I've liked the 3D Panther for a long time. I think it's. I think it's really cool. I one that when I bought. I don't often buy um, jerseys of, of expansion teams, but I bought that jersey right away when they came out. I thought that was cool. But you're just looking at like all the other logos behind you, Mike. I'm like, look, I'm pointing like people can see me pointing. Um, <laughs> they just they don't match up with that new logo. They're just too. Um, this is and this is purely a mar- This has got to be purely a marketing thing, so they can sell new jerseys. Um, because there's no reason. I mean, I mean, I get it. I mean, the Leafs are changing their emblem to an older emblem, and you know, after 46 years, so it's. But it's an older emblem. Like there's something well, there. It's a traditional that. emblem, and this is this franchise since they're only 20 some odd years old. You know they're going to they have no old emblem to go back to, so they're going to a new one. But if you think about it, like Buffalo, I thought Buffalo's changes when they they went away from you know, the traditional uh, Buffalo with the two cross swords, and they went to the the decapitated goat's head, and then the garden slug. I mean they were terrible, and then and the thing is the fan and the fans hated it. Now it's this is a different this is a sort of a non traditional hockey market, and maybe they're trying to you know get more interest with a new, with a new emblem, but. If there are fans out there who have jersey, like old jerseys, they're gonna say, "Okay, now you're switching over. Now I gotta spend 150 bucks on a new jersey. And I don't want to." Maybe they're going more for t-shirts because it's hot down there. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that can make sense. Making uh, up jerseys, yeah. Men's crop shirts, that kind of thing. Oh, that's totally. Nobody wants to see a men's crop shirt. Nobody. Yeah, no, but also, I don't know. If you have a men's crop shirt, chest hair will be popping through. You don't want to see. Nobody have you wants walked to... on South Beach? Yeah. 
Um, also, just men's crop shirts shouldn't be a thing. That just lots of, thing. lots of landscaping needed. Thank you very much. There's lots of that. Anyway, let's move on, please. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. Less disturbing topic. Yeah, it's a less disturbing topic. Like um, landscaping. Yes. Like, like Wait, Steve we haven't talked about actually tonight's game seven, have we? Uh, well, we yeah, we didn't. Well, we didn't yet. Um, let's let, actually, it's true. Thanks, thanks, Jill. <laughs> I just brought up that there was another slain dragon. What do you think? I mean, I want to say this about Game Six. Pekka Rene got it together. That was that was the yeah, game that yeah. Pekka Rene had his best game in the series. And if Pekka Rene has a great game tonight, that's exactly what the Ducks don't want to happen yeah, because yeah. the Ducks are yeah. uh, have shown a, a propensity to lose against tough goalies. They also and, scored and some and goals it, on Anderson. Um, and if, if Pekka Rene maintains that uh, that trend, he'll he'll have a great game in Game Five of the regular season next year. You got to have the number one goaltender be better. More than one every six games, and I thought he was average up until Game Six. Now they need him to do what he did in Game Six. They need not to stand on his head, but to be to be the backbone of that team, to make the to make the big save and give that team an opportunity to, to win. Now, I, I think Anaheim is going to be challenged, especially since that they have had a propensity for losing Game Sevens at home. Uh, I think they'll be holding their sticks tight. I, yeah, I heard, uh, you know, the the thought that they should emulate what the what the Hawks did and put uh, Getzloff and Perry together on one line. I, I'm not so sure about that. They but did that at the end of Game Six. Yeah, yeah I, I would That's... actually go for that. I would go for that. I I like Anaheim in this game, but I'll I'll say this. I mean, look, Nashville has a lot of things going for them. There's no question about it. I look at some point, even though you've lost all these Game Sevens, it doesn't mean you're not going to win one. I think that's sort of like in a weird premise. I think if the refs let Shea Weber do whatever he wants to do, like, you know, Shea Weber is like the new Chris Pronger. Like, he basically n never gets in the penalty box anymore. He, he can pretty much do anything. If they tighten that up a little bit, I think the game will actually tighten up a lot. I think that's something that's gone against Anaheim a lot. But at the end of the day, I think this probably looks like a double-triple overtime game. And I'll take Anaheim, but I think that's the way it looks. God help us. You know, that'll be like, what, 2.30 no. in the morning? No double, triple overtime. I mean, that, I mean, that'll be great. But, but you're I'm young. Like, What's the difference? I have to wake up at 5.30 in the morning. I shouldn't have to take Michael at 3 in the afternoon to take a nap. You know, yeah, that's take a nap now and just and just stay I up. Have to, I, have, I have a kickboxing class I have to go to still today. Wow. killing me. Nice. Remember that, guys. Yeah, I take kickboxing. Say kick more your, sexist yeah. things to me. I'm, 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 not, I take I'm not messing with you. I'm just <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not you guys. Not you uh, guys. I would not like to see her and Robenheimer in a battle. Anyway, um, <laughs> so let's say, let's go to the matchups for a second. Um, because the mat the matchups I wanted to talk about the matchups in the first round, which were very very correct again. Like I always say, no one ever believes me. Um, but they were really really close. Um, they got. As of now, they've gotten five of five of seven, but perhaps six of eight games right. The only ones, and they got them right, like crazy close. Like the fly, it had matchups. Remember, it had the Flyers over the Caps in seven. That didn't happen, but could have had the Penguins over the Rangers in five, which was exactly right. The Panthers over the Islanders in six. Stop it. <laughs> had the Panthers over the Islanders in six, and um, you know that didn't happen, but we saw three overtime games, right? So I mean, that could have gone any which way. Um, the Lightning over the Red Wings in six. Of course, the Lightning won in five. It had the Ducks over the Preds in seven, um, which is still possible. The Sharks over the Kings in seven. The Sharks won in six. The Stars over the Wild in six, which was correct. And the Blues over the Blackhawks in seven, which was correct. 
the matchups have been like crazy good. Also, I'd like to add that mine were more correct than yours because I got the Flyers losing and I got the so I am you're, actually doing the best. I'm just gonna put you're, that you're more correct than the matchups actually. No, I actually picked I the Predators lucky. to win the okay. series. I actually picked the Predators to win the series in seven. But I, I lost my picks. I don't know what they would happen. Yeah, we, yeah. I knew I got the Caps right in six. Other than that, I don't know. So I let's got, talk about the, what was that? Eck? No, good. So one of the interesting things about tonight's game is um, if the Predators win this game tonight, the way that sets up the matchups for the rest of the way, which is um, that the Preds were to win this game tonight, um, that would mean that the Blues would beat the Capitals in seven games for the Stanley Cup. And if the Ducks win tonight, that means the Sharks will win the Caps in seven games. So there's a little bit something to think about, just just on terms of how this all plays out. But Wait, we escalated so quickly there. How did this happen? How did we go from... Yeah, it's minutia. It's math. It's math, no, no, it's I math. hate math. You guys know that. Eastern Conference, let's get... Eastern Conference, let's talk about the Eastern Conference, because we have a couple games here that we can talk about, right? So, um... And moving moving on to that, I think we should move into that for a second because we have we, while we have Jillian, let's talk about the Caps, Pens, and the Islanders in Tampa here. Um, all right, so Islanders in Tampa first. Um, I'll tell you the matchup first, and then we can then we'll just and then you guys and then we'll let um why don't you start with this one, Russ? Um, the matchup in this has the would have the Islanders over Tampa in seven. Now the Islanders have won four of the last six games, including two of three this season. So that okay. that for what it's worth, Russ, what are your thoughts on this game? I mean, the Islanders are on a little bit of a roll. There's no question about it. They, they're, they're youthful. They, they've shown an ability to come back in games. The defense has tightened up, although Ryan Pollock now is going to be out two or three games, so that's going to hurt them a little bit on the blue line. They're going to probably, you know, put Strite or someone like that back in. So, you know, that, that hurts their depth a little bit. They still don't have a ton of scoring. You know, Tavares has at least crossed over, at least to whoever wasn't paying attention into one of the best players in the league. I mean, we always thought he was, but he, he used to get maligned pretty well when the Islanders would get eliminated. Like, hey, when's John Tavares going to step up? Well, he stepped up. And I'm, and I'm sure he'll continue to step up. I still think Tampa's got too much for him. I really think the difference is, and I know the Islanders depend on their fourth line, which will definitely help them. And I think Tampa, with headmen, will match up with that fourth line. They have size. And I think that's going to do something – that's something where the Islanders didn't have that matchup in the first round as much. I mean, look, Ekblad's Ekblad, but he's still not as big as Victor Hedman. And so I think. Yeah, the- but also, they've been playing Hedman so much, and you saw it in that game, again, the game five against the Red Wings. They have him what, averaging like 29 minutes, 27 minutes a game. Uh-huh. And in that game five, he his puck control was horrible. He was turning the puck over. It's just he looked tired. He did. And I know they have rest, but if they're going to. If they're going to oh, keep playing now, him, so they, they do have rest. They have the better goalie, and I think they have more offensive depth. I I do really think Tampa will win this series, but I think it's going to be a really good series. I I think it'll be Tampa in six, though. I, do. I mean, one of the one of the contributing factors to to Hedman, you know, maybe having some problems is that Strawman was out, and Strawman was his defensive pair, and you know, he I think he paired up with Schuster, and you know, he probably had to do more to carry the ball more. Uh, without Strowman than he did with. Um, I mean, to me, and it's not only Hedman, but Schuster, Carl, Coburn, their defense is bigger. They can withstand a, a, a ferocious forecheck from the Islanders. And honestly, most people agree the Islanders were outplayed by the Panthers. They won the series. They won the games. Uh, Grice wasn't as much of a, uh, a impediment as people thought he was going to be. 
I just don't think that they can do a two series in a row. They're going to have to play better than Tampa, and I think Tampa is the deeper and more experienced team. They did go to the Stanley Cup final last year. I think they have the better goaltending. Uh, I think they have the deeper uh, forward complement. The only thing that um, that Islanders have is they have the superstar guy. They have the best player in the series in Tavares, and maybe that can make the difference, but I, I don't think so. I, I picked Tampa at six. Money out, Joe. I actually have the Islanders in seven. Nice. Um, I mean, part of it also for me was they. I know that the Islanders are banged up too, but I just see the Tampa Bay Lightning being a little bit more banged up. Injuries have really taken a toll on them, and for me, the Strawman injury with having relying so heavily on Hedman was um, a little bit worrisome for me in picking the Lightning. Also, Grice, if he plays the same way that he plays in. Um, the Lightning series as he did last one. I think he can pretty go pretty close to toe to toe with being a good goalie against a monster of Ben Bishop. Um, I, so I, I don't doubt that Grice can handle that. He proved it. He could do it last season, last series. Um, and also, I worry about Tampa Bay's uh, non power play goal scoring. They didn't score a lot of goals not on the on the power play, and their uh, their power play alone wasn't that great either. I think they went four for twenty three. So. Their special teams aren't that great either. So I actually, I think it's going to be a great series. I think they match up a lot better than people realize. But I have the Islanders in seven. I like it. Uh, for those keeping track, um, Yara Halak did have a full skate today. Um, and uh, I don't know, I mean... They're, they're, not not pulling, they're not pulling Grice. They're no, not pulling Grice right now. Yeah, we, we, talk, we, talked to, we talked to Dan yesterday, and he said that it's more. It's unlikely that Halak would get into this series, or at least early in the series, because Grice is playing well. I do know that they did send uh, Christopher Gibson, one of their backup goalies, to uh, back to Bridgeport. Um, that means that JF Barube is the backup until Halak is 100%. So maybe they think Halak can be the backup uh, by the middle of the series, and then maybe be an option if Grice drops the ball. But right now they're going to stick with Grice because he got them through the, the Panther series. Yeah, they'd have to stick with him, I would think. Um, and uh, you know, I, I um, this is this is, this is I, I hate predicting Islanders series because it's just like the last one. I really had a hard time with it. I went with Florida, and my gut kept telling me to go with the Islanders. And this time, I'm going with Tampa, and my gut keeps telling me to go with the Islanders, um, which is really weird. Like, I'm you can't hedge it both ways. Make a pick. No, I know. I'm making a pick. I'm gonna say this though. I mean, I, I, I mean, I'm going with Tampa in six for all, pretty much exactly what you said, Russ. For all the same reasons that you said. I really think that they have more than Florida had. Um, Florida was Florida, and Florida and the Islanders were so even in that series. I felt, and I just think Tampa is a better team and has, and, not, and for now, I mean that that could change next year. The Panthers could be, but I think that the experience that Tampa well, has showed, the fastest team, you know, and and Duran's gonna give them trouble too. I mean, that's the one thing, Florida. Because of Yager, that first line's slower than a lot of other lines in the NHL, and now they're going to be facing one of the fastest teams. Yeah, I mean, you guys saw like Huberto was, you know, his first playoff series for a lot of these guys. They, they, yeah. this is no, this is not the first playoff series for Tampa, and I think that even the fact that Stamkos is skating with them, even though he's not going to play till the finals, probably is just a, is, is a big deal. I think it gives the it gives the team a lift, like okay, we got to keep going for Stamkos to get him back in this thing. I, I think that. You know, and I also think that Bishop off. is just way better than Luongo. Like I think that that's the other thing. Like I just think that Luongo had a really tough series in my mind. I know he made some big saves, but just didn't make the key saves that Bishop has been known to make. 
Um, oh. Bishop Bishop is a big time key save goalie. So I, I'm going. With, but I but this is the thing about this Islanders team. This Islanders team, there's a little bit of like a destiny feeling to this Islanders team that's starting to rise up within me. That like there's this whole thing of like they just have. I mean the way they the way they win games and the way they even down the stretch the way they came back against teams that they, they are they have a lot of guts this Islanders team they have a lot of um, fight in them they are definitely not you know your you know they're not your parents yeah, Islanders I think that might might be a little bit gassed like just a little bit tired they had a deep run last year they are banged up now the last series, they luckily only had five games, but I think this one could be a long series. If they get out of it, do you worry about how they play against the other ones, or do you yeah. just? I think that has an impact on them in the in the outcome of this series, personally. But well, I think right now what's happening is they're doing a really good job. Cooper's doing a really good job at, at playing that up. Um, and he's doing a really good job at playing up the fact that everyone's counting them out because of no Stamkos and no Strawman. He's got he's and he's he's one of those coaches I love this time of year when coaches sit there and have their press conferences and tell you how much better the other team is than them all the time. That's like well, the, it's like, it's great to say, oh yeah, they're so, we'll be lucky to even skate on the same ice with that team. They're, well, look how good they are. The thing is, is that that gumption that you're you're referring to with the Islanders only gets you so far. I mean, it's 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 admirable that they that they did that against oh. Florida. But again, Florida, I believe, outplayed them in the series. They they won game you know, the, the double overtime game where where Quine scored that goal. Uh, they you know they were down one nothing in game six. It was probably going to a game seven until the referee decided not to call the penalty on on uh, the truck. That does trip. not make that game different, though. I'm sorry. Well, no, I, I mean, I, I, I think the game should have been over at that point because that should have, that was likely the the goal that makes it two nothing, and then you don't know what's going to happen in Game Seven. I mean, that is like, but here's the thing: that is like me saying ninjas came into my office today, and then later I walked in front of a train and it hit me, and that's why the ninjas are what caused me to get hit by the train. Yeah, that's what it sounds like to me. Wait, I'm well, trying to put that whole concept. There's ninjas. Wait a second, Joe. <laughs> By a train, I was trying to picture. Yeah, well, I was gonna say, if 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 the ninjas made you go not not take a flight and go to the train and then you get killed by the but train, now then we're the ninjas hypothetical. Then the ninjas know. killed you. So there you go. Yeah, this is specious arguments. Is what we're calling. Not have. I mean, the Panthers should not have stopped playing and let them. The puck was sitting there, just sitting there. Why? There was no reason. There was 55 seconds left. Get back and play defense for the last 55 seconds. Here, here's right. another factor, too. I, I like the Islanders' grit and the forecheck, and, and I think some guys have stepped up. They don't get a lot of scoring from their blue line, and now with Pollock out, where's the blue line scoring going to come from? Tampa's going to get some scoring from their blue line. They're going to. But what happens with this generally is grit, you know, grit plus success turns into confidence, which turns into yep. a lot. Like, that's like a question. Couldn't you argue that that 2010 Flyers team was going off of grit to the Stanley Cup Finals? Oh, yeah, yeah. Their totally. starting goalie was... Where is he now? I mean, they didn't... Sure. But they had some elite guys. You know, they did yeah. have Pronger. They did have Briere. They did have Gagne. They did have some elite scorers. The Islanders lack, other than Tavares, they don't have a lot of elite scorers. They don't. No, they don't, but they, they, they've just been able to come back. I mean, they, they just have shown, they believe in themselves, and that, that, that grit has turned into confidence, and confidence is a killer thing in hockey. I mean, that's the, you know... That's the miracle and ice thing. I mean, that's that's what when you're confident, you just are a different team. I think they have a lot of skill too. I do, and that's I think yeah. the grit for me, the grit on top of the skill. I that's why I I have it going to seven games because I think that these teams are very well matched up together. I think they're gonna it's gonna be a hard fought series. I just see for me, I I'm thinking that the Islanders have a little bit more in them 
than the the Lightning right now. Yeah, no, I I don't. It's hard. You know, maybe Cal Clutterbuckle score a hat trick. You know, anything can happen, but it just Tampa is deeper. They are. I want to talk about one more thing before I want, and then we're going to get. I'm going to get Jillian's pick for the Capitals. You're not here tomorrow, right, Joe? I'm on Friday. Yeah. You're on Friday, so I want to get you your pick for the Caps Penguins. But yeah, I'm not here tomorrow either. Okay, so let's let's let's, let's talk Caps Penguins. But let's let's talk for a second about Boyle and Larry Brooks, can we? I mean, this was. Did you you saw what happened here, right? I mean, this this was um this was interesting. What are your thoughts on that, Russ? Yeah, the the thought is is that and by the way, you saw what happened. You know, yeah, what I saw happened. what happened. Dan Boyle, it's like, look, when you sign a contract towards the end of your career for that much money, going into the biggest one of the biggest media markets, even for hockey in the world, it's the biggest media market, but not for hockey. But the idea is, you were in Tampa, you were in San Jose. Did you not think you were ever going to be under scrutiny if you didn't do well in that market? And and so he didn't do well. And I think. Was there probably a line that was crossed? Yes, I do think a line could be crossed, and I think that that happened, but I don't think he needed to handle it that way. I think he could have done his press conference and at the end tell Larry what he thinks of him if that's what he felt like doing. But instead, he just looked like a rambling old guy, and they had to shut it down as far as camera-wise. And then, you know, Pat Leonard tweeted later that, you know, he, he said more things to other to other guys. So, like, we don't know everything that even happened, but it was ugly. And at the end of the day... He didn't play well, and he doesn't seem to own up to it, and that's part of this. Well, yeah, and, and, I agree. No. He said to Larry, so basically what happened is he, he said, I'm not going to talk to that guy, Larry Brooks. You, you've done nothing this year but try to – that's all you do. All you do, all you write is you just try to put people down. That's what you do. That's your game. And I'm not going to talk to him. A lot of you other guys I respect, but I'm not going to talk to him. I have the right not to talk to him. So this was in the ex-interviews. And, yeah, and it was it was out of the norm for sure. I mean, it, usually how this is handled, and I've seen it. I've seen I've seen this exact situation and been in ex-interviews with people, and you have two rest where there's like there's a reporter that a guy just really just can't stand yes. because he's been with him all year. Sometimes those guys get hired by TSN. But, but he um, also called out a reporter that wasn't there either. And so, like, when you start doing things like that, it starts whittling away at any kind of respectability that you have. The other problem is – when you sort of call on the Rangers to kick him out of the locker room, it's like, wait a minute, Dan Boyle. You've been there two years. Larry Brooks has been there 20 years. They're not going to kick out Larry Brooks for you. Sorry, it's just not going to happen. No, that's. Well, that's I, know that, I know that a former NHLer, I heard him on, on, the, on the radio yesterday, and he said that you know Boyle should have handled it much better. He should have been more professional and just either ignored his questions or or just, you know, given boilerplate answers and not and just that's got usually what happens. Usually but, it's but, but you know I've, what? I've, I've, I mean, I've seen guys ignore it. Like um there was a certain writer in Philadelphia who now doesn't work in, and is was hired by a bigger conglomerate in Canada who I've seen ignored by people in exit interviews. Um yeah, just where they Boyle poem on Twitter. Adam J. Rader, a guy who's written some books with me has written a Dan Boyle poem. If people want to read it, they can go check it out. But but you know what? I mean, from the player's point of view, I can understand it. If yeah. this is if this is Dan Boyle's final moment, if he's retiring, then the the thing that honestly, the thing that I, I want to do is get my last shot at yeah. somebody who who ruined my final two years of my NHL career. It, it it's it's emotionally cleansing. You know, it's honestly you held this back, you didn't say anything, and this guy made your last two years a, a bitter experience. Right. And there is something to be said like about that. I agree with you, Mike. I mean, and a lot of people were saying that no, you know, this is not the way you want to remember. But you know what? It's not really the way he's gonna be Dan Blue is gonna be remembered. He's not really gonna be remembered for his time as a Ranger, no. to be honest. Um, you know, I mean he was a he won a Stanley Cup in Tampa, was really good in Tampa. Um yeah. 
was a real reason they won that cup. And, and he was really good with the Sharks. He was. He was really good with the Sharks, too. And, yeah, I just I think that, you know, we all know people in life that just will say what they feel, and you know that's what they're going to do. I, there's some, that you know, the, I'm sure the Rangers media people knew this was coming. Like, to me, that's one of the things. It sounded like Boyle had asked, I don't, I'm not going to talk to Brooks. I got a little bit of that, you know, like, we don't know the background, you know, but the way he was talking to the to the media guy um, that was running for the Rangers, it sounded like he probably said, "I'm not going to talk to Brooks." And then when Brooks was there, usually what would happen, the media guy would come to Brooks and say, "Listen, he's not going to talk to you." But Brooks, not that Brooks would listen to that anyway, he would still go in. Right. But you know, it sounds like some, and you know, sometimes you just know people that are just honest. They're not, they don't care. They're they're going to go out that way, and that's fine. I agree with you, Mike. I, I'm not totally opposed to it. I think that, you know, I think I think it was worth mentioning briefly there. Um, let's let's talk about Tampa. I mean, let's talk about Pittsburgh. And uh, before we have our special guest visit us, um, we are going to let's talk about Pittsburgh and the Capitals. By the way, the matchup to this says the Caps win in seven. So, but that's you know this is this is going to be it's going to be a heck of a series. What are your thoughts? Why don't you start with this one, Joe? I don't like this one. Yeah. <laughs> it's because it's it's too good. It's just. Yeah. I don't like making a pick on this one either because these. I think that they. This is. Everyone loves it. It's Ovechkin Crosby. Um, and I'm sure the NHL loves it. I'm also interested in, in Ovechkin Malkin more so. Uh, I have the Caps in seven. That is what I picked. Um, but oh gosh, it's. I feel like you could. Every game is going to be one of those ones where it was like the the Hawks and Blues where it's like every game is just somebody else's game and it's just a lucky bounce is more or less most of the time what gets it. They got one more goal and the other team did just as much pressure on them. Um, I, I'm, I'm picking the Caps because I have more faith in Holpe. That's my, I have way more faith in Holpe right now. That's the biggest question mark. And I like the Caps' physical play. I think that they know how to play physical and keep it under control. And I think that the Pens can get, tend to get frustrated when, when the play gets too physical. Um, and I also, everyone's talking about how the Caps were, looked like they were stumbling almost against the Flyers, which you can say that if you want, but I think that the Flyers put up a fight. They had a great goalie those last couple of games, and I think that was the big difference there. And also, the Pens went against a banged-up Rangers team who we, I think we can all say Lundqvist wasn't Lundqvist. He was hurt. Uh, he definitely was hurt. Um, so I think that it would it would have been a different stance if he, they played that well against a completely healthy Rangers team and a, and a Lundqvist who can steal a game. They, that was not the Lundqvist that was playing. Um, but that, that being, Like a 67 save percentage or something. It was, yeah, it was horrible, and they chased him out of the game. That said, though, my gosh, the Pens, they have four lines that are all playing like top lines. That is scary. That is very scary. Um, and, oh, gosh. I just like Holpe better. I think I think it's for me it comes down to goaltending, and I can count on Holpe. I know he's going to be there, and he's going to not be human more or less. He he has crazy saves, and I, you can count on him in the game. So I have Caps in seven. Yeah, I I'll tell you, I I just wrote about it on Sportsology. We're we're redoing Sportsology, so people can go to Sportsology.info. I had an exclusive with Johansson, and Marcus Johansson actually had six points in six games. He's their second-leading scorer. Carlson's also got six points. He's only taken nine shots because there's so many guys that take shots on that team, but he's got a lot of assists, and he's set up a lot of things on the power play. And so what I look at is the amount of depth that they have. And Johansson, when he when I asked him about Holpe, the amount of faith that they have in this guy is insane. And the fact that now he's been playing like this for more than a year, they know how to sort of play around him. Mm -hmm. 
that's something Pittsburgh doesn't really know with Matt Murray. Like, this is the unknown going into the second round of a playoffs. You're now facing a better, bigger team. You know, this is a greater challenge now for the kid. I love what Pittsburgh has done. Daly has helped bail them out. There's no question. Malcolm and Crosby, if you match them up together, it's obviously dynamic. And Kessel is scoring like Kessel should. But, you know, the funny thing is it's no longer Crosby versus Ovechkin. It really isn't. I think, you know, now both of those guys are still great players, but there's a lot more to both of these teams. And the Caps really have big defense that can skate just as fast as Pittsburgh. And I go Caps in seven. Mike? Well, it's funny because looking at Murray and where Murray is, I mean, I, I hearken back to 2012 when um, – sorry, I'm trying to concentrate here. I'm trying so hard to vote. Like, like, ignore the chicken. Ignore the chicken already. Well, I want Mr. Well, why don't let Mr. Chicken make his, make his prediction. No, no, I want to wait you. You go for Garrett. You're no, so I can't keep a straight face with you. <laughs> I can't either. So just Mike, make it sick, damn it. Well, what I was going to say was Matt, Mur Matt Murray, if you remember <laughs> Brayden Holpe back in 2012, I mean, he was the he was the reason why they beat Boston in seven games. You know, Boston being the Stanley Cup champion, rookie goaltender in Holpe. Sort of the similar situation going on right now with Matt Murray. Matt Murray had a great series, came in after Zatkoff had played the first two games, played very well. And, uh, you know, he's sort of an unknown commodity. He's a very good young prospect, but young goaltenders, you know, it's, it's really tough to advance further with a young goaltender who's really, he's still unproven. He's got a lot of talent, a lot of possibility in his career, but it's, I mean, I think Holtby and his experience is going to be a, definitely a determining factor in this series. I think Washington is the deeper team especially on defense. I know Alsner, there was some question whether he was going to play in the series, but I, I think they're they're deep on defense, and their forwards are just as good as Pittsburgh, so I, I agree, uh, Capitals and seven. So now let's go to the poultry update here. Pardon? <laughs> Make your pick, Russ the Chicken. Are you done yet? Yes. I can sit here all day, Mike. I can wait and wait and wait. Tomorrow. All right. So, first of all, let me get this straight, okay? All you haters out there, all you people out there who sit there and say, oh, that chicken doesn't know what he's talking about. You don't know what you're talking about. You don't know. So cluck you. Wow. <laughs> wow. Some pent-up anger coming out, I see. Wow, it is. Yeah, well, hey. An angry yeah. bird. I also feel like he's constantly giving us the finger when he's moving his hands. <laughs> no, it's hard, dude. You only got... No, I'm not. I would never give a lady the finger, John. All right, so you want to hear my picks? Fine. Yeah, yeah, please. By the way, follow me at Rust the Chicken on Twitter. I don't follow back, but you know, your problem. At least he's honest, guys. At least he's honest. Right, I am. I only follow my friends. If I haven't met you in person, you are nothing to me. Nothing. <laughs> Alright, so anyway, let's start this thing. Okay, well, Tampa, uh, Lightning, uh, Sports, and of course, you ever been around the Tampa, the, around the Tampa buildings, around the arena there? Beautiful women, beautiful women. The chicks in Tampa are amazing. Not like those uh, elderly Panthers fans. These are young, hip people. I'm going with the Lightning. And I'm going with them in three if I could. 
We won't see Steven Stamkos, but I do love Vladislav Nemechikov and uh, <laughs> frankly, I find the Islanders quite foul. Foul. I've said it. I feel that way. And uh, oh, were you talking about the Penguin series? Well, you know, I am a big fan of Alexander Ovechkin. I've talked about it before. Right? He's my guy, and I just, you know, I have to stay with him on this series. But uh, this, this I could do be the like prediction napkin sauce on my chicken. So, uh, yeah. Well, that's that's personal, actually. So we'll talk about that one. Yeah, that's right. That's another story for another day. Me and the ladies, and by the way, was there a pick? Was Halloween. there a pick? Somewhere a pick? I think it was Alexander Ovechkin. Give pick us it. a pick. All right, Mike. Fine. <laughs> I picked the Caps in four. Shouldn't <laughs> 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 surprise anyone. I mean, Dick Crosby. There's. He gives chicken a bad name. <laughs> the truth. All right. my own podcast, like a book club type thing, and um, it'll be you know we'll be reading like the fire, like impressionistic poets of the Middle Ages. Okay. Thank you, Russ. Thank All right, you. Let's let's, let's cut them. Yeah, thank you, Russ, chicken. Okay. <laughs> what are you saying? Why, 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 does why does Act disappear every time this damn chicken? You know, it's like he goes upstairs and the chicken takes over the show. He's just he's a, he's a you know he's just a loser. <laughs> okay. Anonymous hockey blogger blogging in his parents' basement, you know. And, you know <laughs> Okay, thanks, Ross. We'll see you at the end of the show. Thanks. No, it's wait, 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 wait. We have to do we have to do the NHL draft lottery simulator here. Ah, come on, chicken. Come on, get with the ah. <laughs> Whoa. Ah. The chicken has destroyed Act Computer. There you go. Okay. <laughs> it's a chicken takeover. This is as funny as Act falling off his chair. Ugh. By the way, guys, my boyfriend is homesick right now, and I just heard him laughing in the bedroom at this. There we go. <laughs> okay, guys. I've got the draft lottery simulator ready, Axe. So All right, let's do it. Here we go. And the winner is the Montreal Canadiens. What? Uh, <laughs> second pick goes to the Columbus Blue Jackets. I know Yarmo Kekalina will be very happy. And third is the Calgary Flames. Okay. Austin Matthews in Montreal would be a travesty, but okay, that's just my opinion. Hey, isn't this egg season? Why don't you go lay an egg? Come on. Get out of here. Excellent idea. Is it? <laughs>
Well, sign off, Russ. Sign off the show, Russ. Remember, without the chicken, it's just hockey. <laughs> Farewell, everyone. Enjoy the games. <laughs> Remember to follow me and Puck Daddy. What? What? Yeah, what? Puck Daddy. He's the better blogger. And I'm what?